there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to your Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture come together for some sweet, sweet two-player co-op. My name is Tony T. For the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. But guess what? I'm not going to be doing it by myself. I have got a very special band of miscreants that are going to be joining me tonight, uh, a whole new group of faces and voices, and uh, hopefully it's going to be a great experience, but it won't be the same without your voice. We'd love for you to join the conversation, connect with us across all the social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can visit our website at nerdofgodcast.com, or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. If you also have time, swing by Facebook. we got a small group going on over there called the Nerd of God Squad. We'd love for you to be a part of it. We're a pretty indiscriminate group, so if you send us a request, we're going to let you in. Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Share some memes and live your dreams. Well, like I said, tonight we have a very special episode, uh, very similar to the Justice League, or maybe better put, the Avengers. We are gathering a cadre of very powerful individuals, a uh, sort of league of extraordinary Christian, geek, gamer, and nerdy podcasters. And it's my pleasure. Some of these guys I'm meeting for the very first time tonight, and uh, I can't wait for you to meet them as well. Uh, let me introduce our group tonight from the show Geeks Under Grace out of Fort Smith, Arkansas. You know him. You love him. It's Cody Armour. Welcome. Hello. Cody, how's it going, my man? So good. So happy to be here. Thank you. So good. We're glad to have you. Uh, from the holy city of Cleveland, Tennessee, he is your DM. Depending on if you're on his show, he's your dungeon master. If you're on ours, he's our Devo manager. From City on a Hill Gaming, it's Ryan Felton. I'd whisper whimsical, but I feel like Lise Mari would hurt me if I did that, so I avoided it earlier. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's sort of, that's her territory. That's her thing, there. and she is very territorial. Yeah, she is. She, also, also high. <laughs> she's high? No, I, I was also saying oh, high. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we are, oh, we are slinging accusations <laughs> right out the gate, sir. Yeah. I do not know her like that. I'm making no assumptions. So, probably this suddenly not. became an intervention. That's right, and you're definitely <laughs> off, here. off her Christmas card list now. That's entirely possible a uh, new friend from the uh, the frozen wastelands of wisconsin uh you know his voice from god games and geekery he is our guy lem phil hey how you doing did i get your name right i'm surprised that you did oh right. i mean the first one's easy but uh last one i get all kinds of things is lem short for something it sure is it's short for lemuel lem but only my Lemothy. mom and my wife call me that and only when they're ticked Oh, okay. <laughs> Lem it is. We're not ticked at you, not yet. But if it happens, you'll know. You'll know. Yeah, you have exactly. armed us with a useful tool. Uh, our friend from over at the First Geek 411 show out of Dallas, Texas, it is Cameron Franklin. Always last minute, never last place. <laughs> I feel like I wish I would have thought of that. That was my club motto in college. What club? It was Omega Psi Omicron. We got second to last place a lot, but never last place. <laughs> but never last place. Uh, thank God for blue turtle shells. <laughs> and finally, without uh, a man who needs no introduction, from uh, the West Coast, California, 
He is the Christian nerd. Welcome back to our show, Scott. By God, Higa. Hello, everybody. So nice to meet all of you. And well, I've met some of you, but some of you I've never met before. And I'm very excited and honored to be here, Tony. So thank you for the invitation. I'm excited and honored to be here. Like this, this is also to me... we missed Cameron's joke when he said, "Oh, I thought it was short for Lemothy, which is hilarious." <laughs> it's in the recording. That's what Cameron. Also, Lemothy. Actually... And you're the you're you're now the second Lem short for Lemuel that I've ever met in my entire life. Oh wow! Yeah. I know. Like <laughs> I thought I would never meet another one, and here we are. Mark that day down. Whenever this comes out is the day that we're recording this. Because that's right. History yeah. has been made here. I have been called Limothy. I actually have a friend that calls me Limothy. <laughs> Limothy. And he's your friend, so I guess he can get away yeah, with that's... that. I want to comment on Tony's radio presence, which is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah, no, I, I listen to Tony's show or have him on my show, and I think, why am I putting up somebody who sounds like that next to somebody who sounds like this? It's just, it's not great for my uh, ego. Yeah, if you heart. can't if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, just baffle them with baritone. That's what I got. I'm taking notes. That is literally the only way I was able to make it to in any of my foreign language classes. I took Spanish, didn't know any vocabulary, but I could talk like Telemundo, and that was how I got through it. It was like <laughs> Generalissimo. Las cucarachas entran, pero no pueden salir. And that was all I had. I volunteered at a church once, and the volunteer uh, leader told us Say whatever you want. If someone asks you a question, you answer it however you think is best. And even if you're wrong, we will back you. And he was like, just make sure you say it with confidence. Say it with confidence. <laughs> don't leave yes. any room for uh, for any kind of accusation of you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's my rule for life is just act like you know what you're doing and most people will never call you out on it. So, uh, so here we are, acting like book. we know what we're doing tonight. And that's uh, a good summary. Yeah, that's it really it. is. <laughs> So you guys are all, all podcasters. Want to hear a little bit about your stories? Uh, we'll we'll talk about that in, in just a, a little bit. But I, I am very honored that you would take time to be here with us. Um, I, I say on 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 my show, on our show, but really, this is a platform that we all share. The internet uh, podcast. This is something, a tool and a medium that we all kind of have woven our stories and our individual voices into the tapestry. So I'm really, really appreciative that tonight we could kind of join together and, uh, and you know, spice up the sauce a little bit. So thank you. I am honored that you would take the time to be here with us. So uh, let's get into this a little bit. Before we do, we'll start something that we typically do on our show from time to time, a little segment called, What Are You Really Into, Man? Hey, man. What are you really into, huh? <laughs> and uh, we asked the question on what are you really into, man, of what have you really been geeking out about lately? What games have you been playing? What have you been reading? What uh, what has really been floating your nerdy boat? And uh, we'll, we'll go down the list here as as we will. With uh, We'll start with Cody. Cody, what are you really into, man? Yeah, I mean, kind of video games, movies, TV. Uh, our podcast kind of goes around all of that because that's what we're all into. Sure. Uh, and I'm very much the same in the uh, in that realm. Like so, I've been playing Skyrim a lot lately for oh. the first time. Maybe first time. We never wow. played Skyrim wow. before for a nine-year-old game. And I'm not knocking you, but welcome to a yes. wonderful world. Welcome to 2011. Well, it's a great. I'm going to complain about this everywhere I go. Apparently, but I so I haven't played it. And then I was going to get it on the Switch because I was like, it's perfect. It's an old game. Switch is the perfect platform for it. It's still sixty dollars on the Switch, mm. which is terrible yeah. um so i got it on ps4 for like 40 bucks uh and it's just a staple video bucks? game that i haven't played yet i feel like you could get that for like 11 now 
I yeah. picked it up for it's 20. It's expensive. And, uh, it's worth it. It's worth it. Point. They know their worth. Uh, <laughs> so I'm having a lot of fun with that lately. Awesome. Uh, I hadn't played Witcher 3 before uh, either. So I played that, got into that. Skyrim was just like, well, if you like that, you like Skyrim. And Skyrim is basically Witcher 3 with Goat Simulator mixed in, <laughs> I feel like. That's I feel like that's yeah. accurate, yeah. That's very accurate. <laughs> so so I, love, I love Cody's like gaming mythos here of, let's wait till the games are buy one, get four free at GameStop. And then we'll, <laughs> yes. We'll pick them up. I play games on a budget, and then I play them to death. So I only get maybe four games a year because it's very much play that game until I can't anymore uh, before I move on to the next one. Um, nice. Well, Platinum yeah. Skyrim, it is worth milking that thing for everything it's got. It's, it's a <laughs> and it, it will let you play it forever. It really will. Yep. Yes. Actual, actual ever. For actual ever. I'm, I've played it on every platform it's come out on, and I never get sick of it. It's just one of those, I'll buy it, I'll keep buying it. They know it. That's why they haven't made <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six because I'm still buying five. Right. Still buying like, you can make more mods, it's fine. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'll keep attaching lightsaber mods to the game on PC and running around like I'm... Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's fine. Exactly. Done. I've done it more than once. Once they threw down in, in Skyrim the space core from Portal 2, I just said, this is just the most beautiful game universe that I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, <laughs> totally worth it. Uh, so uh, let's see, Ryan. Ryan, what are you geeking out on, man? What are you really into? This past weekend was uh, socially distanced Pokemon Go Fest. Okay. Um, so Pokemon Pokemon Go Fest, they've been doing since, twenty, I think, 2017, summer 2017. Sure. But it's always in Chicago yeah. or another country. And Ryan don't like airplanes, so <laughs> Ryan's never been to GoFest. But this year, because of COVID, uh, Pokemon GoFest was wherever you were. Nice. And I spent, we won't say how many hours, uh, over a stretch of two days playing entirely too much Pokemon Go. And it's maybe the most fun I've had with the game since release in 2016. Wow. And I've, played, I've not played as much as Nick has. Over over that time span, Nick from our played. podcast is he, yes, he uh, 3D printed a device so he could hold two phones in his hand yep. and play at once. That's He's dedication. That's, that's, that's respect. It. That's huge respect. But, so uh, I, that you, was my do, weekend. Do you guys still play Pokemon Go? Have you played Pokemon Go? Is this your jam? Daily, daily. Yeah, I play daily. I have it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I played it for like a week, but I had been playing Ingress, which is the same creator. Yeah. Before Pokemon Go had come out, makes me sound super hipster. Um, when that was in beta. Was I cool. liked it and before it was Pokemon Go. Before it was Pokemon Go. <laughs> and uh, so you get to level eight was the max then. So I was one of the best players, but really like anybody could be the best player if they spent two weeks on it. Um, and so it got really demanding and people were like, you need to come out and play or we hate you. And at like middle of February, I just couldn't do it anymore because it was freezing cold. And they were like, we need to go to this college and walk in circles for four hours so we can all farm the gear uh, for the game. And so Pokemon Go came out and I was already burnt. I couldn't do it anymore. See, now I was really big into Pokemon Go. We played with our friends. We played with our family for, for years. And probably about a year ago, we just sort of dropped off a little bit, didn't really check in every day, let it go. And I tried to get back into it. And now there's so many new things and new rules. I'm like, ah. It's like skipping. It's like sleeping through a year of, of math class in high school. And then you try to come back, and you're like, no idea what's going on now. <laughs> so the, the train has left the station. letters in it. <laughs> why, why am I? I'm solving for X? What is the sign what is, of this? What does that mean? Listen, no joke. The other day, we're doing work at our church. I'm designing a stage 
and I have the measurement of an angle and the measurement of an angle, but I've got to find the measurement of the third angle. And I'm going back to 10th grade going, what is that? Is that A is squared, that plus, a squared B plus B squared? B squared equals or am C I trying to find like the sine of the cosine? Like what the, what? I felt like calling my 10th grade math teacher, Miss Pruitt, and apologizing to her for telling her with such certainty I would never use this in real life. The uh, trick is to just get good at Excel. And Excel the, just does all that for you. The trick is I married an accountant, so I let her do it for me. <laughs> that, that's uh, even better. Cameron, green, please. what are you geeking out about, my man? Oh, I skipped Lem. Sorry, Lem. That's okay. That, that's okay. I'm, I'm the guy that'll sit quiet and then talk your ear off. So. Talk my ear off, my friend. <laughs> Tell me what you're really into. Um, I am into gametography. So, okay, uh, so, explain this. This is a word I've never heard before. <laughs> okay, so gametography is... Uh, I have a friend of mine who says it's uh, fancy creative screenshotting. Okay. So uh, whether you are whether there's a photo mode in a game mm -hmm. or you figure out how to hack a game to get your photos out of it. Wow. Uh, I do in-game photography, and uh, it's a blast. So I'm playing... Of course I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. Right yes. Now. That's <laughs> the one I was going to say, yeah. Those uh, screenshots are ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. C um, Cody said he was going to buy it in 2028. So yes. uh, that's, 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 that's a good one. That's a good one. You'll get the, the third <laughs> the third DLC. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also, Last of Us Two um, is actually pretty good for that. My challenge there is to get images that are beautiful out of the grody. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and then I'm going to probably try to use that as an object lesson. So this is like something that I would go to, legitimately, I would go to an art gallery and, and look yes. at well-done creative screenshots from games because not only is there a compositional aspect to it, but for a gamer, there's a nostalgic aspect to it. I mean, you really feel like I've experienced that. I know that moment. I see this picture and I can feel, especially with a game like The Last of Us, where you, you're mm -hmm. just in uh, that scene and you just feel... Uh, the, the agony of those moments. There are a ton of games, and this is why I never finish a game. I get made <laughs> made fun of by our by my community that they're like, you will never finish any game because a new game comes out with a photo mode and you're taking photos. In it. Two games that I got, and I'm not, I've never done uh, that before, but two games that I really did get really caught up in taking pictures in was Uncharted, the most recent Uncharted, which was one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen up at that time, and Spider-Man. Oh, because yeah. they yeah. they just indulged you with the filters and the frames, and they they just went all the way out to make it a great experience. Do you have an Instagram or anything like that where people can see your? Oh, oh yeah, it's uh, Bad Gamer Elite. Bad Gamer Elite, very cool. Now you keep a low profile, and in kind of stalking you and trying to track you down, you don't use your name on social media a lot, and you wear masks on social media a lot. It's it's like very enigmatic. I'm surprised that you're joining our Zoom conversation tonight, even with the camera on. So. Well, it's it's crazy. Uh, the only reason I have a mask on is because I am into the social distancing thing just because, you know, medically in our family we have to. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, I take the photos in the one place that I go out once a week. I have a studio that I go to for work, and we record our president doing devotions. Okay. And so I mask up for that, okay. and then since we have the background and the lights, I might as well, might as well take some pictures. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good thumbnail of the time that we live in. You can always look back and say, oh, remember the year that we all had to uh, wear cups on our face? It was beautiful. <laughs> you, need to, you need to get back into Pokemon Go because that's now something of a feature in that game. Is just the ability to, to using the AR features, take po yes. pictures of Pokemon out in the... 
the world and i've seen some absolutely absurd ones that people oh, manage yeah. to, to pull off there's some crazy ones i have some friends that are completely into it one of them she is competitive she does competitive pokemon go down in florida um, okay yeah, another yeah. guy in macau who he's always him and his wife are always out doing it so yeah i've i've seen it and i'm like ah oh, that's a lot of work and i gotta go outside <laughs> Yeah, and, and also you have to remember that Ryan is on Niantic's payroll, so he is <laughs> he's getting kicked back. We talked about this, Tony. You're not supposed to. Say Every anything. time he says Pokemon There's Go, he gets a dollar. That's what it is. Uh, or he, he gets an assortment Pokemon of, uh, Go? of ultra Pokeballs. Um, I would rather have that than the dollar. That's, that's sure. fine. <laughs> Cameron Franklin, what are you really into, man? So, a couple weeks ago, I finished The Last of Us Part Two, mm. and so. I've since been like slowly working my way through the collectibles to get the platinum for that mm. um, because I'm not good at photography, so I don't mess around with the photo <laughs> mode, so that doesn't take any of my time. Nothing uh, to do but collect the things. Yeah, it turns out it's easy to not get distracted when you don't have talent. And so, <laughs> uh, so that's been the big one for me. Um, just follow the guides. Like, so so let me ask you, uh, Lem, Cameron, and I, I have not played The Last of Us 2. I'm very gun-shy on The Last of Us 2 because I know how these things just kind of ramp up the violence, ramp up the adult content. And boy, The Last of Us, the first 10 minutes of the first game was enough to make me just want to cry and never turn my PlayStation on again, much less playing all the way through to the end. Uh, is this a recommended game from your perspective? Obviously understanding that there is adult content and people need to use their, uh, their, no. their, their uh, what, whatever the word is, their spider sense when it comes 100% to 100% super ultra violence. And I'm still in the like first or second act. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I would say if you, if you're squeamish about it, don't do it. Um, there are there's content in it that I know is coming. I don't know what it is, but I know it's coming. <laughs> and oh, that, I'm, that I'm like, yeah, I can't. I, I won't. I won't stream it. But uh, one of my friends invoked what we call bad gamer on demand, which means if they buy a game for me, I have to play it. Okay. And I have to do something on stream with it. So what I do is I play it off stream. And then I go back on stream, and that's when we do game photography. Okay. Okay. So in the scenes that I know are, cl are clear to do. Cameron, what's your thoughts? So, and maybe this is kind of like this first geek's perspective. So we're we're very much in the like we'll we'll tackle anything and we'll we'll find Christ in it. Um, and so from that perspective, like, and and I said this to someone on Twitter, that The Last of Us is a game that everyone needs to play but I understand why you wouldn't. That's a really good way of putting it. So like to, to everything that Lim said, 100% correct. Like I completely agree with that. Like the game as a whole, it's definitely made me feel things that I don't know if a video game has ever made me feel. Mm. Like there was, um, I streamed the first two hours of it. Um, and after I finished, like I was chatting with my wife and I was, and she was like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm just like, I like explained to her what happened. And then I'm like, I'm just feeling things. And she was like, I really want a greasy cheeseburger. <laughs> like I just like needed, and she's like, and I went and like, we had like leftover meat, like taco meat. I'm like, I'm just, that'll do, I guess. Oh my goodness. Like the game just made me food. feel things. And like throughout the whole game, that's very much the case. Like it's, 
it's a great illustration of games as art. Yeah. Um, and not everyone likes all art. Gotcha. And like I, I and so that's kind of where I come down on that. See, now I feel a level of conviction because literally every game makes me want a greasy cheeseburger. <laughs> Animal Crossing, fire up the grill. You know, like that's that's where I'm at. But you know, two I'm just gonna on. tell my wife that I have to buy a PlayStation Four because Cameron on the internet told me that I have to play it. So yeah, I'll I'm tweet s- that if you need me to. Uh, she's not on Twitter, and uh, she won't buy it. Scotty, I'm, right, telling, I'm telling you right now, anybody uh, to me, and, and this is my perspective, but anybody at this point in, in gaming history, if you are a casual gamer or a serious gamer, I think the PlayStation 4 is the system to have. There's so much going on on PS4. And the problem so is I don't many... play the system that I have. So when do we get to debate this? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not debating. I'm not debating. I, think <laughs> I like I Xbox because love... I'm built. Are you an X- Are you an Xbox guy? guy um, I'm a play. Play where your friends are. Sure, guy. I get that. And I, and, and I don't right take now, a side. My friends are on Animal Crossing. I, I don't. Yeah, there I don't take go. a side <laughs> and, and put one system down. Accurate. Play the system that you love. Play the system yeah. that works best for you, or play them all. Why not? Right? Like there's there's no limitation. It's not like you have to choose one or the other. But but to me, there's like if you're a fan of like Spider Man, The Last of Us, Uncharted. So cool. There's so many games that are specific to PlayStation Four that are must-play games, like, of this generation, um, more than probably any other console. Uh, so, to me, I, I recommend it. And they're going to get cheap at the end of the year. So, yeah, they mm-hmm. now's the time. Do the thing. Uh, Scotty, what are you geeking you know, out about, man? Um, I... Uh, Preface, just... Scott has a newborn baby, a one-year-old baby, literally a one-year-and-one-day-old baby, so... Uh, that's mostly what he geeks out about. Just yeah, I'm, I'm I giving him an out over here. Over any amount of sleep my son will let me get, because he's a year <laughs> old and still hasn't managed to sleep longer than four hours at a time, and that's like his extreme. Usually, it's about two hours every. Like I'm loving Dora the Explorer right now. Uh, no, no, we're <laughs> really geeking Clara, out over Doc McStuffins. Claire, oh no, we're way past Doc McStuffins. Come on, guys, get get in the game. Uh, we're on to Hello Ninja right now, uh, and I've been really uh, into The Descendants because my daughter watches them, and that got a that got a gasp from Lem. <laughs> like they're like okay, like they're not great, but the music is legit. Like there are some. I so want to watch it. That I watch thing. it with you. I'll watch it. Like the music. Like there are some legit bangers on those soundtracks. Like they're okay, so, so good. <laughs> Lem, you have your you have to play a bad game if someone gives it to you. I think you have to watch a bad movie because Scott just gave it to you. <laughs> they're not bad oh, though. Like man. they're okay. They're like they're totally fine. Like I haven't I'm watched a, a lot of DComs, but they're they're good. The music's good. Uh, but I actually uh, literally just started two nights ago playing Fallout Three. Speaking oh, of games great. that are older than Skyrim, because uh, I've had it for for a long time and it's been sitting there. I'm like, I want to play a video game so. And I've already played Skyrim, so I'm like, why not play Skyrim in a post post-apocalyptic world with Oblivion's game engine? Okay, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, so that, and I've been reading uh, some Shang Chi comics in Marvel Unlimited. Kind of getting and, ready for the uh, Phase Four. Yeah, doing my best. And '70s comics are tough to read. They are, especially given. You know, racially charged language is quite different in 1976 as it is today. So, like, they're just, like, throwing Chinaman out there. Like, it's, you know, the railroads in, like, the 1800s. I'm like, ah, that's a a bit much, Marvel. But, you know, his dad's name is Fu Manchu. So there's some issues there that they'll probably have to resolve in the movie. 
Um, yeah. but, you know. Cameron, Cameron read those and he said afterwards he felt like eating some greasy pork lo mein. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you just gotta get <laughs> Very strange reaction. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I I, uh, I just finished, and I know since we're talking about being late to the party on some things, I just finished Avatar: The Last Airbender over the past two weeks. Never oh, watched an episode, man. watched the whole show. You, you should see the, the looks time? that I just got. Yeah. Are you a fan? I love it. Yeah, it's a great show. So you can, so can you good. not be a fan? Is that even possible? Yeah, I mean, oh, I've I'm never just... watched an episode. It's, it's not what? much taller than what? I wish a good amount of it. It's worth a watch. It. I can see why if you watched it for the first time when you were 10, your mind would be blown because of, oh my goodness, he's a bad guy, but but we still kind of like him and sympathize with him. So, you know, there's different things that we've seen done other places That's what I'm better. hoping my kids think about me. He's kind of a bad guy, but we sympathize with he's him. He's a bad guy, but he's not <laughs> a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, uh, I just finished playing through uh, Jedi Fallen Order. On my Ooh, PlayStation, nice. which is Dragon Prince, is your next assignment. You know, I put yes. it in my queue. I, th- I feel like Dragon Prince. I saw that and I said, Dragon Prince looks like it's really trying to come off as like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Same the, creator. Like, this is what you watch next. Is it the same creator? Yes. Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah, and I got it. Sokka voices the guy that voices Sokka voices the main character in Rocket Dragon Roll. Prince. Yes. Right. And he finds oh. a boomerang at one point. Does he really? It's amazing. Right. It was one Subtle. of my favorite moments. Perfect. Well, I will. Uh, it's in my queue, and now I have to watch it because Cameron told me to. So weird. But Cameron's got a lot of power on this podcast. podcast. Yeah, I know. Cody Buy and Cam- PlayStation Listen. Four. Watch this show. When Anything Cody else, and Cameron? Cameron join up and say you have to watch this, I'm like, I can't not watch it now. <laughs> can I send you a rundown of my life, Cameron, and you can tell me what I'm doing wrong? I appreciate right. that. And I, mean, I have strong opinions, somewhere. so I'm yeah. happy to share them. Uh, so if you, if you want to let us know what you're geeking out about right now, please use the hashtag Cody and Cameron, and they'll let you know if you're right or wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do, do that, please. Let us know what you're geeking out over right now, what you're really into, and we'd love to find out what is floating your nerdy boat. Uh, let's, let's move on to something. It's a, another kind of pillar of our podcast here, but because of corona, we've been remotely recording, and we've put it on hold for a little while, but by golly, it's time to dust it off and bring it back. We are going to be uh, talking about a segment that we do on our show called The Best Thing Ever, 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 where we create a bracket system uh, of 16 entries, different topics. We do one per season, and um, this one, we've been comparing Star Wars characters, non-droid Star Wars heroes, to be specific. Uh, We started out with 16 entrants. Uh, we are now down to the final four. And what I'd like for you guys to do right now, discuss, debate, and decide. Help me to come up with our final two that we're going to be able to vote for on our Nerd of God Squad page uh, on Facebook. So I'm going to give you guys a competi- two, two different uh, pairs, and you're going to discuss and debate who is the best character. Not necessarily who would win in a fight, but which of them is the best character. The more iconic, the more lovable, the more likable. Everybody cool with that? Yeah. All right. Yes. There's no way the internet will get upset. No, no, no. This everybody be fine. everybody sure. will immediately come to consensus and there will be harmony and peace in the world. This is the Star Wars version of buying the world a Coke. Here we go. I'm Round sure one. Right buying the world some Kenobi. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> a, Coca-Cola. It's a beverage. Oh, it's a, oh, sorry. It's an ad campaign from the 1970s. Not, not the devil's Don, dandruff. Don Draper came up with. Bandito Blanco, it. a name for the... I just came up with. Sorry. <clears throat> Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> old Ben. Stop talking about drugs. This is a Christian podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tony, do why I, do you invite me to these things? Do I have to call Alicia? <laughs> Tell her to spray you down? 
I'll just mute this. I'll 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 bow out. Can yeah? Can we get can, can we get Clara back in here? And just sub you in. Jeez. Just saying. Uh, all right, take three. Obi Wan Kenobi versus Luke Skywalker. You can come up with whatever version of Obi Wan or Luke you want. You can have the old man in the in the robe. You can have the uh, the young general in the Clone Wars. You can have Luke Skywalker, the whiny boy that wants to go to Tashi Station, or Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. You can even have old Luke Skywalker that throws lightsabers off of cliffs willy nilly. Uh, but Obi Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker, which is the better Star Wars character? And go. I argue that they're both terrible Jedi. That's somewhat reasonable. <laughs> Depending on what period you're talking about, to be he's not fair, also Luke Skywalker that. never like had a real teacher, that's so, or, that's or a real dad. Just saying. Yeah, also so, you know. Do we know that Obi Wan had a real dad? Oh, do we? I, well, do we consider? I don't know how far back we go in the books. Like how much of the books. Are we talking books? Do not count. Books? Right. Obi, at least Obi Wan oh, had Qui Gon Jinn. At least he had. That's that. not nothing. That's it's certainly a master. And I do, and I do like saying hello there, hello uh, there, as often as possible. Um, that's. I mean, that's Luke almost killed his nephew because he had a bad dream. So I feel like <laughs> <laughs> that is the most like. I mean, to be fair. <laughs> It's such the, a weird description. The Jedi that Obi Wan trained killed a bunch of younglings because he that's had also true. That's true. So yeah. again, Obi Wan not great at Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> so but here's the thing: Are we talking are, who's better as a person or as a Jedi? <laughs> yeah, this isn't a morality play. I mean, there's just who's the better character? Who who better embodies a character that you say, "Yeah, I can get behind that guy." It, so at one point, I think the discussion was who's the better hero that's that's how i was treating this poll originally sure yeah that's who's fair. who's the okay. better hero i think if i'm i'm having that discussion in my mind obi-wan is the better hero why because luke to me luke has this big break where he just kind of falls off and he gives up i mean and he comes back but the, in my mind the hero doesn't give up so Obi-Wan, 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 Obi so Obi 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 big up? break. Yeah, just chilling on Tatooine as a crazy yeah. guy. For but to me, he's, he's still doing his job there. If you read the comic books, like, he had all kinds of adventures still, on Tatooine yeah. during those 20 years. <laughs> We're going to hope, okay. I hope we see that show with Ewan McGregor, so help me, I hope we see yes. that show. Yes. But to, to me, he's still serving a purpose at that point because he's still there to protect Luke. Yeah. Like, I mean, he half has the stalker, whole... half babysitter. Right, somewhere in between the two. Don't, don't overthink it. To the one person that's actually biologically related to him. Correct. The, the the person who wants to kill him's home planet. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, don't know. overthink the details. He could have. She could have <laughs> changed the baby's last name. Just saying. That's also fine. <laughs> that would have been a possibility. I'm just saying. At least Bail Organa had that much going on. I mean, that's true. It, but, I'm still. But nobody wants to see the story of Luke Lars. That's not I'm great. With Obi -Wan. No, it's not the same name. No. I think I'd rather watch more Obi Wan than I'd want to watch more Luke Skywalker. Okay. I, think I Luke... also say it selfishly because I have Obi Wan winning my poll. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I have Obi Wan winning my bracket, so, so I'm you, saying this somewhat gotta... selfishly. All right. All right. I think, I think, admittedly. I think it's easier <laughs> to identify with Luke since we he starts as just this whiny, pathetic kid on Tatooine, like dreaming for the star. So I think his, his hero's arc is much more complete. Like we see the whole journey where we sort of catch Obi Wan already there already kicking Darth Maul's butt and so I think it's easier to identify with Luke because we've all had that that feeling of looking up at the stars and wondering like what's my destiny so I think I think it's easier to identify with Luke uh, as a whole because his beginning can mirror ours where is I've never chopped Darth Maul in half 
But didn't Luke start off as that whiny, self-absorbed person and then grew into an older, whiny, self-absorbed <laughs> person? He went full circle. You either, <laughs> you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Right. <laughs> I, that's, that's, that's the question. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's put this into, uh, into words here. So, uh, Cody, who's your vote? Obi-Wan. All right. Cameron? Luke. Lem? Obi-Wan. Ryan? Hello there. Obi-Wan. Scotty? I was going to go to Tashi Station because of power converters. Oh my goodness. I, I was going to go with uh, with Luke. So I think that Ooh, we tie. have a we have a tie here. Oh my goodness. Um, if I remember my show history correctly, you call Lindsay Cannon now, correct? I think that's what I she, I think she's I supposed to, to solve this problem for you. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, I'm going to call my son. Call my Three son. People. Awesome. We're, we're gonna see how this works out and I'm, I'm gonna call in a, a, a second party here a third party is, uh, is he like in the house with you right now he Just... is I can call Clara up here but she's yeah hey can you please come to the gallery yeah thanks your room you're in is called the gallery it is it's literally my art my well art gallery and action figure gallery yeah Oh, wow. You should have told That's him to put fancy. some pants on first. No, he'll... <laughs> hey, Christian, how's it going, man? What's up? Welcome to the show, the Nerd of God Kid. Christian, what's going on? So we have a vote... Nerd uh, of God Man! The Nerd of God Man, <laughs> that's right. Uh, we, we've got a vote right now, and it is split down the middle. Which Star Wars character is the best hero? Obi-Wan Kenobi or Luke Skywalker? Um, Wait, are we talking about regular or like when you add on the sequels <laughs> let's just everything. say uh, everything, <laughs> everything. Mm -hmm. the whole gamut total mundo um i'd say luke because when obi-wan was chosen to ch to um to train anakin he was clearly not ready and like luke got ready like faster than like a lot of the jedi so okay all right fair enough all right clearly he's not including uh clone wars clearly he's not including clone wars no. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> thank you son all right well, uh, the, the, the tie has been broken. Luke Skywalker moves forward as a, as a final in our best thing ever. All right, so the, here's the second matchup, and this one just got decided a few minutes ago on our Nerdy God Squad page, and this is Han Solo versus Yoda. Han Solo. I mean, he would definitely lose in a fight. But yeah, thankfully it's way not cool a of a character. He, he's not wagering the soul of the city on a, a fist fight with. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go off as an Aussie Yoda. Yoda, yeah, he would. No, that's true. That's how he got his ship. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. always going to prefer Yoda because Yoda's one of the things I remember most from when I saw him originally. Hmm. When okay. I was a, when I was a kid, Yoda's the kind of thing that sticks out to me for sure. As as being remember. very, I love you, iconic. I know, I know. That is a fantastic moment. Han Solo has a lot of fantastic moments. Han, so <laughs> Han is the guy who makes the... But Yoda does too, remember? Yoda's the guy that's like, you know, pulls the X-Wing up mm. out of the swamp. You know, he's like, I, I don't believe it. That is why you I, fail. You know, like that's... that's 900 Yoda. years old you reach, look as good you are not. <laughs> exactly. I'm... I'm... Golly, gee, Bob Howdy. I am partial <laughs> to... Frank Oz. I love some Frank Oz. Right on. I mean, everything he does, I just, I watch the Blues Brothers beginning on repeat. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Uh, however, however, Han Solo has been 
in the story more and more often in the films than Yoda has. So he holds more screen time. Okay. Um, and I think he turns uh, s- story bits more than Yoda does. Now, Yoda, yes, he trained Luke, but how many other people has Han influenced? You know, directly, mm-hmm. directly influenced. Yeah. If you look at the current trilogy, he's influenced more people in the current trilogy. There, and then uh, I don't think they made a Yoda movie yet. <laughs> they were going to. But they made a solo. So, well, well, they were going to, but they made. But they a made solo. a solo movie, <laughs> and I think it was the solo movie that made them choose to not make the Yoda movie. Hey, <laughs> the power of solo. That's right. Oh, awkward. He influenced an entire movie production studio to not that's make true. any more movies. Yeah. We're gonna exactly fall back. Disney Plus. That's what we're gonna do now. Yes. Thank goodness when for I the think... Mandalorian, keeping Star Wars alive single-handedly. This is the mm. way. That movie could have this been Star way. Wars's Firefly, and they chose not to, and I'm real mad to this day. Have you, you guys have all seen Solo? <laughs> yes. About half of it. There's. You only saw first half or second I... half. First middle. half. I'm going to ruin middle. the second half for you right That's now. That's fine. My, one of my biggest problems with the solo movie, and this is not with the solo character, it's with the solo movie, was at the end when you just kind of had the random appearance of, I'm Darth Maul. Look at me. I'm in this movie. Look, I'm shooting off my lightsaber while I'm on a phone call, just because, in case you didn't remember who I was, right? Uh, maybe setting up a sequel, like Solo versus Darth Maul. But if Solo had to fight against Darth Maul or had a run-in with Darth Maul and could see all the things he could do then he wouldn't have showed up in A New Hope thinking that the Force was, uh, you know, oh, well, ho- hokey rel- religions, you know, ancient weapons and hokey religions, you know, whatever. Uh, so anyway, that was that was my problem with that. I think a lot of the Star Wars sequels fundamentally don't understand the Star Wars universe. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's <laughs> it. Tony Talk. Tony Talk. So, okay, so let's, uh, let, let's see who do we have. I mean, Han Solo, iconic. Yoda, legendary. What do you think, Cameron? I'm just saying, no one's buying baby Han Solo toys. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Nobody's buying baby Yoda toys either. That's right. Every because they're all sold out. Every time, <laughs> every time Harrison shy. Ford has a kid in a movie, they make us hate him, right? Between you know, <laughs> d- you got Kylo Ren and Shia LaBeouf. I don't know. Cody, what do you think? Uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Make it so. <laughs> uh, solo. Make it so. <laughs> I don't understand how we jump from one to the other, but when when in doubt, the answer is always Jean-Luc Picard. Yes, Solo, Han Solo. <laughs> Han Solo. Lem, what are you saying? Oh, 100% Solo. Solo. Uh, well, Ryan, you 93%. said Yoda? Uh, Yoda. Scotty? Han Solo. It's I, I say Han Solo. Uh, and the reason I say Han Solo, and I love Yoda, uh, mm-hmm. the reason I say Han Solo is because I think Han Solo provoked more people imitating the Han Solo archetype. Not that not that he wasn't you know, a ripoff of Flash Gordon and, and the others that came before him, but a lot of other characters have tried to, to pull off what Han Solo pulled off and, and not succeeded. It's the ears, though. That's really what makes it hard. Like, <laughs> it's hard to do that Yoda. Like... That's true. That's true. But Yoda is one of my favorite of, of Frank Oz's characters, of the Muppet characters. Uh, I, when he showed up in The Last Jedi, to me, that was the single best part of The Last Jedi. Uh, it just It was like, I love Yoda. He's amazing. 
so it looks like moving into our final round, the uh, the league of nerdy Christian podcasters here has decided Obi-Wan Kenobi has been eliminated and Yoda has been eliminated. So our final two is going to be Luke Skywalker versus Han Solo, the ultimate battle of our time. Which of these is the best thing ever? You can join us on our Facebook group, the Nerd of God Squad, and vote. We would love to hear what you think. Give us your arguments. Let us know who you think is the best thing ever. It's literally a conversation that could have been had in the 70s, too, which is kind of crazy to think about. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true, yeah. I was going to say, whoever would have guessed that two of the main characters from A New Hope would have made it to the finals? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Now, all the characters that we have eliminated from this, I mean, we started out with The Mandalorian, Poe Dameron, Finn, Rey, mm-hmm. Lando, uh, Kanan, Jarrus, Ahsoka Tano, uh, Cara Dune. I mean, we try to give everyone an opportunity, but it all comes down to the greats. I mean, it's it's it, it, it all comes down to, you know, Hamilton and Burr, so... Well, no one and argues Captain f- Kirk versus Jonathan Archer, right? Like, it's all <laughs> Captain Kirk versus Picard. When if, if you don't have Han Solo, and for that argument at least, if you don't have Han Solo, you don't have Chewbacca. And I love Chewbacca more than I love almost anything in Star Wars. So I can I can live with that. All right. Well, Han exactly. Solo would Thank not you, Scott. Throw away a shot. <laughs> he would not throw away a shot. <laughs> but unless George Lucas came in, it you know what? Never mind. Mm, not important. Not, not important. important. <laughs> not important. <laughs> Uh, but enough about Star Wars characters. Let's talk about you characters, man. I, I want to hear from you guys. We, we've all come together tonight, and uh, I want to know your story. Tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. Uh, introduce us to your show and kind of what your ministry l- looks like. And, and we'll, we'll we'll go down the list as we have been tonight. Cody, tell us a little about Geeks Under Grace. Yeah, uh, I'll keep it short, just a couple hours. Sure. Um. <laughs> tape, tape is free, man. Let it go. <laughs> so we we do do the Geeks Under Grace podcast, uh, and we've been doing that for about three years now. But before that, the Geeks Under Grace has been around for about six years. Wow! It started off as Cross Console Gamers, uh, which was a video game review site um, from a Christian perspective, and they realized that they wanted to review other things as well. Um, and so GeeksUnderGrace.com came about, and that's what it started out of as is this like just review site that wasn't judgmental but it wanted to make sure that it was hitting all the spiritual content guide pieces so that people could discern for themselves um and now it's become this like crazy weird movement we have 60 volunteers or a 50c3 nonprofit. um we've got these huge online communities um we do one of my favorite things we do are bible studies based on movies i think it was cameron mentioned um taking you know, art and try to find, you know, God's word woven out through that, uh, which is exactly what we do with those studies. Uh, our first one was for Logan, which is rated R. And uh, that was really cool to kind of see the uh, controversy a little bit of like, it's a rated R movie. You can't do that. And we're like, watch us. <laughs> uh, we were able to, you know, pull something really great out of it. It was really cool to see. Uh, yeah. God's just been moving through it. It's been insane. I was more offended by seeing Hugh Jackman's buttocks in uh, Days of Future Past than anybody who got killed in Logan. Well, that's cool, yeah. And and I will say this, I mean, I know this is not a competition, we're all in this together, but uh, I've said it publicly before, I will say it again, you guys have the best podcast theme song that I've, uh, it it makes me happy every time I hear it. I will download (laughs) your episodes, just listen to the theme song, and then delete them. That's what... Hey, that counts. (laughs) It it. counts. That's what I'm saying. Just get, just leave that long enough so it clicks. Uh, I, I, it's, it really is awesome. And you guys do, 
uh, a lot of really cool ministries. I've had some people that have, I think, gone to events with you guys, if I'm not mistaken, where you've gone to different conventions and done some different outreach stuff like that. That's fantastic. Uh, moving down, Ryan, tell us a little bit about City on a Hill Gaming. So, so City on a Hill started about two and a half years ago. We're we're a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, which is a weird thing to necessarily say from a um, from a Christian perspective. Yeah, because that's how Satan enters your rectum. I, exactly right. That's um <laughs> oh the 1980s. Uh, that was a time. Uh, so, so more You're or less, what happened? You're gonna make Tom Hanks kill himself. I don't know. It's gonna be bad. Um, so more or less, what happened was. I used to listen to a lot of what are called actual play podcasts. You really got Scott with that. that <laughs> Thank was, you, Scotty. Thank you. You really got Scott there. Um, <laughs> so, so an actual play is is just literally that. It's a group of people playing whatever game together. And the issue I ran into is that they just have an abundance of terribly inappropriate language in them. Mm. And I had gotten to a point in my life where I had felt really convicted about my language and was trying to stop using all that language. But I absorb things really easily. And they come right back out of me. Um, tacos, bad cuss words, you know, things like that. Um, you should whatever never, the case may you be. You should never play The Last of Us 2 then. I'm just no, saying, it's right? going to be a bad idea. So many greasy birds. <laughs> so many I do not need that in my life. Um, but in, in an effort to, to kind of change the content I was consuming, I went to look for actual plays with no language that were, you know, done by Christian groups and found nothing. Um, I, I found family-friendly ones, ones with, with no language, but none that had sort of at least some kind of faith-based undertone. Redemptive content. Right. Sure. And so in sort of the Guy Fieri, diners, and dry, diners, drive-ins, and dives mold of we couldn't find the restaurant we wanted in our town, so we started one ourselves. Oh, nice. Yeah. I couldn't find the podcast. Like, you know, why is no one making it, you know, uh, Mediterranean food in Cleveland, Tennessee? That's not true. There are several people that do that here, but that's beside the point. So we, we did it ourselves. So that's what I did. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, we're just going to do this. I nice. kind of felt God push me. I'm like, we're just going to go in. I contacted a couple of my friends. I was very straightforward. I was like, this is what I want to do. Zero language, heavily limited violence. A lot of the things you don't, a lot of the things you should see in a D&D game, we're going to take out and not do any of that. Sure. Um, and try and be as intentional about the family friendly at the very least as possible. Um, and it's been a weird journey of kind of making that happen but i've had nothing but dope people who were willing to to go on that journey with me nice. um about being as intentional as possible about that kind of content and it's been a weird two and a half years but we we're still going and then um i'm enjoying it it's it's interesting but it's it's a weird space to be in well now because I, it's it's christian D D. i've never played i i had never played dungeons and dragons as a christian i played it kind of prior to my conversion as a young teenager and i was always you know under the the idea that well that's incompatible uh it, it was a big roadblock for me getting into playing a game which sure. i thought could be a lot of fun but just everything in it you kind of got to filter through it so much and it's hard to find something that uh, i thought was you know compatible with sort of a faith-based discretionary palette but um but i love how you guys do it it's it's great it's engageable it's, it's fun to listen to and uh, i've gotten to be on on your show one time and play along with you and i thought it was fun scott and i played together uh so with, with unfortunately you. And that, i screwed I do it hate, up yeah that never aired <laughs> that never aired but we know that never we aired. Treasure that's that in okay our heart. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it up one day yeah um, no I, dungeons and dragons are the friends we made along the way it's true <laughs> uh let uh, and I'll kind of take a quick aside here, Lem. I just I just saw your your tweet. If 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 there comes a point where you've got to uh, to buck out of here because I know you've got a, a busy dance card. Oh no. Okay. I oh just no. Want... I'm staying. This okay. is why I told them. That gotcha. I'm gonna be late. I just want to make sure that we're, <laughs> we're honoring your time because these things tend oh. to spill over. So. 
way more important to be here. Right okay, now. cool, cool, cool. Re- respect, respect. Uh, let tell us a little bit about your podcast, which I just discovered this week. Uh, this is this is something brand new for me, and I just start, started kind of. Uh, gorging myself because you, you, they're nice bite-sized podcast episodes. Most of them are like about five or six minutes, which I was stunned that they were that short because I felt like you squeeze so much content into them. Uh, you have guests. I mean, it's just it's it's remarkable. God games and geekery. Tell us uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, well, uh, I work for a company or an organization, Life Promotions, and one day. Uh, the we were talking about the content for um, the winter youth retreats mm-hmm. uh, and I said to the director or interim director at that point now he's the director I said I want to do a gaming workshop okay and he said how would you do that and I said I'd call it God games and geekery and I said what is it about and I said, God, games, and geekery. <laughs> it's in the name. What it's called is what it is. <laughs> and he said, let's go. Because nice. he's he, he loves God. He's such a big geek. Uh, he loves playing video games. He's like, if you can make this work, this is going to be fantastic. Great. So, uh, Isn't it nice he, to feel supported? Right? <laughs> Especially in um, in an organization where there's not a, not, not a lot of geeks in the organization. Wow. Uh, over the past few months or you know, or so, some of the closet geeks have come out. <laughs> but we're converting they, uh, them. Yeah, the resistance is futile. Uh, the ladies in uh, the ladies in uh, bookkeeping uh, now have Twitch accounts. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> it was one thing that we noticed uh, going into it is we were like always about geek culture, and it was always like we got to figure out how to bridge the gap between this like Christianity and geek culture. And we started to realize that it's just pop culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people aren't really like thinking about it. And we're like, you watch Avengers movies, like you're watching superheroes. Yeah. And exactly. You know, like video games are like one of the highest, like everybody plays video games. Is it a generational thing? Is it because the adults now grew up with Nintendo Entertainment Systems? Uh, was it was it something like the MCU that sort of hyper-injected comic book culture into the mainstream? What do, you, what do you think caused nerd culture, in the words of Ben Wyatt, to become part of the zeitgeist? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I would say it's probably a generational thing. Yeah, And I think you, we're to a point now where we never have to let go of anything. Yeah. And every right. everything, even old, is achievable. And they're running out of so many ideas. They're just redoing so many things. It yeah. brings so many things back forward, puts them back. Like you said, into the zeitgeist. People are looking at them again. They're consuming them again. And you just kind of it spirals from there. So, Lem, where did where did where did it go next? Then you have this concept, you have this mission, yeah. and then you do what with it? Um, so after the season was done, I said I want to do more with this because, and. Uh, the director came to me and said, what more can we do? Uh, because your workshop was the most popular one this season. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> so we need to do more. And I said, well, I could do a podcast, but I don't I don't have the time because I'm doing all the video for the organization and I'm doing other things for the organization. Um, I need to, uh, we need to make them short. Just devotionals let's can, can we do devotionals but conversational sometime and what and he was like you do whatever you think is great and the first two we, i had to write out the first two and hand them to our ceo so he could read through them 
but instead of doing that, I read them how I would say them on, on right. you know, in the podcast. Oh, doesn't that communicate it so much more richly? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he was like, I would change this to say, well, in the Bible it says, mm -hmm. and that's it. You're good. Go. Good. Nice. <laughs> and um, after that, it would. it's just been a process of uh, recording them, sending them off, and getting the, yeah, go ahead with that. That's cool. You know, every now and then I'll get a, I, I, now I'm writing them again and putting it, putting them out there for them to read and I'll get a, oh, you could, you could dive deeper into this, but we know we're trying to hit that five, six minute mark. Mm -hmm. So, um, our podcast, uh, our podcast producer has asked us to do a, uh, uh, a long form. Nice. We're just special. We want you to do special episodes just long form special episodes and so we're decided every 25 we're going to do long forms very cool well your, your show is very digestible and you know you come from someone like me who if, if i'm left unchecked we'll hit the two hour mark every week but <laughs> i work very hard to keep it closer to one but uh no it, it, that was great because i found you and then i was able to just sort of binge it and um it, it really is it, it was very encouraging really really good how long have you been doing it uh, we are on week 18. Have you ever, oh. did you ever podcast before doing this? Um, not necessarily on my own. I was part of a, um, a podcast network called Res TV. Okay. And they taught me a lot about, uh, about podcasting and about, uh, and streaming. Mm -hmm. So I had been doing streaming for a while. And then a friend of mine started uh, Sound Maiden Podcast Network or podcast company and I said, "Oh, if you ever want to do have a geeky, uh, a geeky uh, Christian podcast, I'm your guy." And right. she's like, "You better get started now." Nice, <laughs> nice. And you say geeky Christian, and and here we are, kind of around this table here. But uh, that's a strange hybrid. That's a strange cross section of society. Uh, you you in, in all these podcast things that you read. How do you market your podcast? Where do you find your niche? Find the group that you're targeting. And it seems like this is a very, you know, it's like bullseyeing a womp rat and, you know, your T-17. <laughs> it's a very, very small target. But once you find that cross-section, they're, they're a ravenous culture. They, they oh, love yes. to be encouraged. They love to see this crossover. So um, that's awesome. I'm glad that you, you had a great, great impact on those students uh, through your sessions. That's really great. Oh, yeah. It was, it was so awesome. The, uh, and we're finding that there are more and more artists that are saying, oh, yeah, we play video games. We love video games. Yeah, that's so cool. That's good stuff. Yeah. Video games are part of the culture, and uh, and I love how we can redeem them for, for the Lord. Cameron, first geek, 411. I always want to call it one geek, 411, because that's the way you describe your, your social media stuff. Yeah. We made the mistake of getting one ST mm. geek 411 for our email, so mm. then we feel like we have to clarify the difference between like between those and like and we as christians understand like like the bible reference of first geek yeah 411 like being set up like with the colon and as like a bible verse right um, but to people that might be listening that aren't christians that's not as intuitive mm -hmm. and so um yeah so we started in january of 2017 um my best friend chris and i and um it had come out of a conversation we had had at PAX East, the I guess technically the previous year in 2016, and the idea that in 
geek or in Christian culture as a whole, there's kind of two different ways of doing things when it comes to like a subculture. There is either the it's all bad, ignore it, mm-hmm. or the or the like you got to Jesus juke everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like we're not that great, like as a more like national Christian type thing mm-hmm. at, at finding that line of saying, let's be in the culture like that kind of you know you say jesus juking and i'm thinking of like gaming when when like auntie would give you the nintendo cartridge with here's bible adventures for your nintendo you could grow in the lord while you play games it's like this is trash yeah so i think of that with the idea of like having like having like a younger sibling and you give them the controller that's Mm -hmm. not plugged in (laughs) (laughs) and so um yeah and so so we kind of came out of that and like I said, when um, we were talking about The Last of Us, we kind of came out of that idea of like, what if we said people are watching this or playing this within reason, of course, and like, we want to say, well, let's be part of that conversation. Sure. Like, let's not shy away from the things that are happening at companies that need to be discussed in terms of how they're treating women. Like, let's talk about it. Let's not shy away from the death threats that actors um, in The Last of Us 2 have received for their roles. Like, let's talk about that and like, let's have that be our conversation. Let's tackle it as Christians. Now, that being said, we also rated our top three sitcom duos on our last episode. So it's not all like <laughs> crazy heavy, but like, um, but we, we, we came at it from that conversation of like, well, what can we learn about our faith in Christ from an example that we've had before is the chilling ad- adventures of Sabrina, mm. which is definitely not the most like, Jesus-y, church-appropriate show. No, I can't, I can't watch very, that. I'll have bad dreams. Yeah, but there's some very interesting lessons about faith. Now, that might not make it worth watching for everyone, of course. And I'm not advocating that everybody does that. But that, that's kind of the idea of where we come from. Gotcha. Um, and so in our idea was to be a geeky podcast for Christians that isn't preachy to non-Christians. Yeah, nice. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And meanwhile, I'm over here feeling like, oh, gosh, I'm still the guy that hasn't even watched Harry Potter because wickedness, you know? For what it's worth, I haven't either, and I support you completely. Thank you. Thank you very it, much. Yeah. I also have to say I met my wife through my podcast. Yeah, so. that's right. Baby. That's, not, that's actually pretty dope. I remember like... You married a listener? God. That's like a youth pastor marrying a former student. That's awesome. <laughs> to, be, to, she, to be fair, I brought her on for an interview. Um, she had gone to a Star Wars convention. And I brought her on for an interview, and she was a very good fit for like our conversational style. And then, and your life, yeah, <laughs> checkmate. I remember watching it. Got him. I'm like, oh, these guys seem to be really close, Cameron and Deanna here. And uh, and, and it's like, oh, they got married. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Listen, man, That's you got a so fish. You got, you got a fish in the pond. Your boat's on. I guess I don't Who know. Knows, baby. So. <laughs> and, so, and even through that, like one of the cool things that's happened is like Deanna's no, my wife is no longer on our podcast, but like she now has a podcast that kind of has that same idea, but it's focused on like the Disney side of things. Yeah. And so, and their faith, trust and pixie dust, get that plug in. Um, but, um, hold on, let me write that down they, one more time, please. Faith, trust and pixie dust. It'll be in the show but, notes. Yeah. And it's, it's that same type of idea of like having those conversations. And of course it's a, it's a little bit more family friendly when you, when you make the cut to Disney yeah, versus yeah. the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Right. But like there's, there's still room for those conversations. Unless they watch the princess and the frog. That's just a dark movie, dark <laughs> movie. Well, let's round the corner to, uh, to Scotty Higa. Tell us a little bit about the Christian nerd. 
You are the, the Christian nerd. Because uh, mm-hmm. I got I got the domain first. Now that you have successfully eliminated Ron Offeringa, you are the Christian Somebody, nerd. Somebody, some guy in Canada, like, texted or, like, sent me a message, like, I don't know, a couple years ago. It was like, yeah, I know I've got the Christian nerd, but I, I wanted that, but it wasn't available. So can I have ChristianNerd.com? And I said no. And then I went and I bought the domain really fast. <laughs> so <he> couldn't <laughs> have that. They made the mistake of asking. I know. It was right. Like, I appreciate it. I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> let me go get that one. Uh, so the Christian nerd started in 2011. So I'll be celebrating 10 years. It started originally as a blog, uh, mostly because I'd graduated from seminary and I hadn't read or written anything in four years and I didn't want to lose those skills. So I thought, and I still could maybe write a book someday, but I thought, how am I going to write a book if I can't write a blog post every day? So for nice. close to six year, five years, uh, I wrote a blog post Monday through Friday every day for five to six years. That sounds exhausting. Uh, yeah. It wow. was a lot of content. Um, and then in 2015, like Tony said, I started pod- I, we started the podcast, The Christian Nerd, with my friend Ron Offeringa. And we did that for about two years. And I was still writing. So I was, we were recording an hour-long podcast on the weekend. And then I was still writing a blog post uh, Tuesday through Friday. Uh, still writing throughout that time. Uh, and then uh, Ron and I went our separate ways, totally amicably. Uh, and then the Christian nerd came back is basically a 20 minute uh, discussion of whatever's on my heart or my head. And uh, kind of like with purpose, I just kind of like the way I view social media. Like I don't want to post anything on social media that's not encouraging or entertaining. Uh, and so if my podcast can be encouraging or entertaining, then, then I'll go with that. Um, and, and lately, since it's just become a one man show, uh, I basically just process my own uh, neuroses on a microphone. <laughs> it's um, like we all get to be Scott's therapist for kind, kind of. Um, and so, like, and, and, you know, like, I, you know, just like, I, I'm a pastor. I, I, I preach regularly. And so a big part of that is just being open and honest in the pulpit because I think that helps you connect with the people in the congregation. Yeah. And so I've just sort of applied that to, to podcasting, that there's no there's no veneer. There's no, you know, what's the real Scott like? I, I've met people in <laughs> real life who have listened to my podcast pretty regularly, and they basically know me as well as anybody else mm-hmm. because everything I talk about are all the things that I'm thinking about, feeling you know, wrestling, like I woke up, no, I I sat down to record my podcast and I tried writing to say something about Jesus and I couldn't think of something to say about Jesus. And so for about three minutes, I freaked out and wondered if Jesus had abandoned me. Um, And so then I talked about that for seven minutes because I thought maybe somebody else has this fear that Jesus has abandoned them. Um, And and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically this microphone right here is basically turned into my therapist. Um, and it's a lot cheaper, and it's on the internet. So I don't know if that's good or bad. But yeah, well, so it, that, that's what that's what my show has turned into it, as it's it, evolved. It really is relatable. You are you mentioned things, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that I'm not the only person that's going through that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've, Scott's is Scott's is probably the first other Christian nerd podcast that I found and listened to, um, and uh, I definitely appreciate his friendship. Uh, I can vouch for the fact that what you hear on the show is what you get in real life. <laughs> there is no air of change. The good and the bad. There, there's not a lot of difference there. It's a California in whom there is no guile. Uh, so, so what are the challenges? Just kind of open to anybody, like in, in what you do in, in communicating the gospel through the filter of nerd culture or communicating nerdy stuff through the filter of the gospel. What, what, are, what are some of the hard things, the difficulties that you've run up against? 
scheduling a half dozen adults at one time. Oh my goodness! You know how hard it was just to get you guys here. Oh my! I almost, I almost gave up. It. For me, it's been for for our show because ours is so much more of us just playing a game together. Finding the spots where I can make decisions that do something with our faith. Um, for us, it reflects more in in what we don't do. Okay. Um, like there are certain Dungeons and Dragons has a lot of classes that you can play, and I've just taken some of them out because I'm not comfortable with them from a content perspective. Right. Words like warlock are very not comfortable to a Christian audience necessarily. Cameron's um, fine with them. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, you do what you got to do. <laughs> and he said it was okay. I also okay. accidentally, you know, played a druid on City on a Hill. So <laughs> druid, I'm okay. With. Druid, druid, I take less <laughs> issue with. But it's uh... funny. He doesn't look druish. Oh, <laughs> there it was. Uh, it's it's just it's that weird process of finding. I still haven't figured out exactly where to put God in all of it. That's a continuing thing for me of where is the line of putting God into fantasy. Sure, sure. Are your paladins specifically Christian paladins? So, our system in and of itself, I have just hard forced into being monotheistic. Um, there has been some conjecture and conversation over so, so, my approach to so that. You're, you're a little more Middle Earth than Narnia. Gotcha. I am definitely a little more Middle Earth than Narnia. You're correct. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't just want to use the word God when, when we're playing because I feel like inserting God into a fantasy system just with using that word is something I've struggled with. So I've tried other approaches to it. I've made the choice to use the word Yahweh instead. I don't know that that's better. It, your mileage may vary. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's one of those things where, like, I'm still trying to find that spot of where God fits in. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a challenge for for what we're doing. That's that's been a struggle for me for for basically this. I'm not gonna say the entire time. Probably the last six to eight months, as I've actually thought about it and had people say, "Hey, about that thing," and I'm like, you know, maybe that requires some further looking. But Ryan, you you create relationships with people because you're sitting down around a table with them and you're playing and yes. you're having a shared experience. And I think that relationship opens up a lot of doors for you as well. So don't take that for granted. Sometimes the content doesn't come in in the actual interaction. The contact comes in the journey that follows. So, sure. Uh, be encouraged by that. What about the rest of you guys? What are some of the challenges that you've come across in your podcast, in the ministry that, that you've done in reaching out to nerd culture? Um, I know for us. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, you're alphabetically before me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I uh, I was trying to think of like a good answer because you guys all have good answers for stuff. Um, and I think the biggest thing for us has been that we're like I said, this organization has really kind of grown out of our hands, um, and so it's all online. We literally have like. We're based out of Washington. I probably shouldn't say this. I don't know if it's legal or not. We're based out of Washington as a nonprofit, but uh, we're like only one of us lives in Washington, and then everyone else is everywhere else. Um, and so the idea, like, it, it's a spiritual issue, but also a logistical issue of not having like a central office to be working out of, uh, makes it super difficult. But I think the relationships as well. Uh, there's just something about when we actually get to meet in person. Um, and some of us have been fortunate enough to do so, and that's been so awesome. But um, I think as great as an online community can be, I, I really do wish that we had more of a, a knit, you know, in-person sure. community as well. And I didn't realize you guys were so spread apart. That that brings a little more clarity to, to you, the need for the organizational structure that you have. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And you said how many? You have how many volunteers? Sixty. Uh, 
60 last I counted. Uh, workplace is saying that we have 90. I don't know how accurate that is. Uh, if so, I need to introduce myself to a few people. <laughs> uh, there's pastors. So. There's pastors in this country that would, man, they would they would sell their firstborn child to have 90 people in their congregation. <laughs> uh, and you got these volunteers for a for a podcast for a ministry that you're doing. That's pretty extraordinary. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, they're doing stuff like most of them are writers, and they're writing these articles that um, like we don't pay anybody to do that. They're volunteering their time as these super skilled writers to put in these like very detailed critical reviews. Um, I mean, I, I swear some of them work harder than I do at it. Uh, it's just, it's really crazy to see the passion. That's awesome. That seems passion makes all the difference in the world. Lem, what about you? You you were going to jump in with your challenges? Yeah, I I think the the my biggest challenges come from being such a young podcast. Mm. Um, I mean, you guys are way ahead of me. Scott, I, I hope I get half of what you've done. <laughs> no, <laughs> you right, don't. <laughs> My, mileage may vary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I would say this. recently there's been a switch of how I choose my topics for the content. Um, as, as doing a podcast sponsored by an organization um, and basically technically owned by that organization, I was doing my own thing. And then we have our president who does these theme devotions sure. and all the other branches were doing the, uh, doing things around these themed, uh, these themes. Synergy, Liz Lemon. Right? Synergy. <laughs> And so I took it upon myself. Nobody said to do it. I just said, I think that if I'm going to be doing this and I'm part of, we're part of this organization, I need to be doing uh, topics according to what everyone else is doing. Sure. And that's that sounds and like that's a challenge. It's it's a huge challenge because I could write all day about Overwatch, mm -hmm. everything, all the things about Overwatch. I could write all the things about Warcraft, but if you ask me, if you say not Warcraft, sorry, Warframe, because I don't know jack about Warcraft. <laughs> uh, but uh, I can. But if you say, "All right, Lem, this week we're talking about joy," oh man, mm. I gotta write about joy, and this is not the joy week for Lem. Mm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, but I have to. But I have to write about it. it thankfully, we have a, a a content producer team that is all about okay these are the verses we're going to be talking about these verses we're going to be using and i would say it was right after the overwatch series that i started to uh i started to use those themes and it's been it's been a challenge but it's also helped me grow mm. you know so and i don't know if you guys know the enneagram yeah uh mm -hmm. yeah i'm a seven and a seven says Oh, this sucks. <laughs> but here's the thing that makes it okay. <laughs> you know, and so that's 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 what I that's what I did and it's but oh god, darn it, you know, open door policy was rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I think there comes there's great covering in being attached to an organization, but that you know, also comes it's great power and great responsibility, you know. Yes. 
All right. Thank you for that. I'm going to use that in something. I'm By sure all means, that's yours on the house. <laughs> Seems like a great quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, I, I'm glad where, I wrote Where'd you it. come up with that? That was beautiful. <laughs> you know what? I've got I got a million of them. <laughs> Scott, what are some of your challenges? Um, just you know, like logistically, it's just a challenge to be sitting in my home on a Sunday afternoon and think, oh, I've got to write and record something so I can post it tomorrow. Um, because I don't know why, like, no one's making me, like, I don't know if you guys feel like, there's nothing compelling you, Ryan, to do a a actual play podcast, like, I don't know what it, like, there's just, it's like, because I have, kind of, you said, Tony, I have relationships, I have people who have told me, like, I've shared before about some of my my favorite podcasts that ended, and they've been like, well, that's exactly how I would feel if you ended your podcast. And so I think that's that relational compulsion uh, and just, you know, I'm a pastor, so I always have things to say. Um, so I think it's just the, the, the time is a, a big challenge. Um, and then in, in some ways, nerd stuff doesn't change. Like, oh, what MC movie am I going to talk about this week? Oh, what TV show am I going to talk about? And so for me, it's more just the the challenge of because every every episode I have a segment called Jesus time where it's it's the devotional aspect like let's talk about Jesus and, and that's probably the biggest like that's the part I spend the most time on because I if I'm talking about my Lord and Savior and how he relates to my life I, I want it to be intentional and specific and that's part that I want to be encouraging so that's that's also a challenge too sometimes just like you know and and that's that's when I have the crisis faith like oh like I should have had more quiet times this week because if I had more quiet times then I'd have more to say during Jesus time and God hates me because I didn't have enough quiet times this week and then and then I said <laughs> the well has that. dried up then so speaking of Enneagram uh, I'm a six so I worry about everything in my life all the time <laughs> uh, mostly I should be a Nazarene oh no do Nazarenes worry about losing their salvation or not I can't remember no they worry about losing their hair I think Good thing you're not a Nazarene, Tony. <laughs> hey, back up, Higa. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's just the, it, can, I, can, I, can I come up with something twice a week uh, that is encouraging, engaging, and, and ultimately honoring to God? Uh, yeah. Because that's what I want my life to be about uh, in, in every aspect. And so, you know, for 20 minutes or 40 minutes a week, 20 minutes of time, can, can, I, can I find a way to do that? Yeah. Cameron? So I think one of the things for us that's always, and some of it was intentional, um, but one of the things that we intentionally wanted to do was to be less of that community mm. and more of the people that were in communities. Okay, Un- unpack that if you so, don't So, yeah, so like one of the places that that kind of, and this, this kind of, I'm a three on the Enneagram, um, so I just want so them gold stars. You guys keep saying this, um, and I have to keep like swiping over to my Google to see what does that mean? Like, uh, which one yeah. is that? Um, oh, you mean three, so, the achiever, of course. Yeah. yeah as, well, for, as for everyone those, knows. For those who don't know, I mean, you know. Th- thank you, because I have nothing right now. <laughs> so Whatever Enneagram type I am, I'm the one who learns what I am and then forgets about everybody else. Yeah. I know I'm an ENFP. Ooh, I'm an ENFJ. <laughs> okay. Those I know. <laughs> so Cameron, un- unpack that. You talk about community. Yeah, so the idea was that there's already a lot of great places for people to be. Like, what if we became the group that highlighted those? Mm-hmm. And so, like, whether that was, like, writing an article for a site, or whether that was getting someone on for an interview, or 
bringing people in and saying, hey, like, there's this, like, Christian D&D podcast. Like, we're going to have Ryan on to talk about Magic the Gathering, but, like, but like there's also this other place you could go. Um, and we were very intentional about that for a while. Mm-hmm. And one of the places that I think that we kind of worked ourselves into a corner was that we're pulling like decent numbers on our podcast and of course it's not all about numbers must be nice but like right <laughs> but, um, and so we're doing that but we're not growing gotcha like we're kind of just stagnating around the spot that we're at and i think to some degree that was because we were not building our own community mm. um, and so we'll get into plugs later but those tie in with this idea um and we basically wanted to say, well, okay, well, what if we now were to transition this? And then what does it look like to, to have our own part of the community that kind of echoes this idea of we want to be good fans, like we want to be fans that are Christians or, or live Christian values. We want to also be a place that people don't necessarily feel like they have to walk or on eggshells because they play D&D or they play magic. Sure. So what does that look like? Um, and so that's kind of like, honestly, that's kind of where we are as of this week is that we're working on getting this figured out. Um, and I use figured out, you know, tentatively. Like, <laughs> it sounds like you are, you it. have a very evolved thought process when it comes to it. A great degree of intentionality might be yeah. the best way to Well, put it. I'm, I'm also an extrovert who's working from home. Oh, so, you wow. know, like I just need so like, bouncing that's just off the, the like, walls. Yes. And so like, that's just kind of where I'm at right now is I have way too much time to think about things because I don't have other people to talk to for eight hours a day. Um, Well, I'm so glad we can give you a a release valve here in this context. But yes, that's like the the big one for us is just transitioning to having that community of our own um, and and trying to get towards that. As you guys have shared, I've I've heard so many different key words that just really resonate with me. And I I hear it and I'm going, man, I go through so many of these same struggles or I've never been able to articulate that. I feel this, but I've never put it into the words the way that you guys have. And and boy, it, it, it really is... I don't want to use the word encouraging. It's great to know that the sufferings that we've gone through are common among the brethren. <laughs> it's nice to know that from from a different perspective, you know, coming up with content and 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 having you know obey, but also to go with the with what's in the culture at the different moment and 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 continuing to maintain that community and maybe even you know. And Scott knows. Scott's sort of my. Um, I don't know. There, there. Scott and I have a really unique kinship. I, I think of. I think of him as kind of my accountability partner in a lot of ways. When, I, when I'm when i going through some moments, he's one of the very few people that I can be unguarded with. I'm in vocational ministry as well, so there's a certain level to which you can't afford to be vulnerable in your own flock. Uh, so so I'm very grateful for the relationship I have with Scott, and I, I almost feel bad that I initially saw him as a rival because I didn't know how this kind of stuff worked. Um, but I've, I've even shared with Scott recently that I've had the thoughts of like the passion of, of our community, the passion even within myself uh, has evaporated a little bit. It's sort of congealed some and and I don't know that I have maybe, uh, maybe clearly demonstrated a vision for our team or gotten everybody rallied on the same page. Maybe we've just been doing it too long from too far apart uh, and we need rest, but I've even considered like pulling the plug on it and saying, hey, maybe what's the next thing? What do we do now? Let's 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 wrap this up. Let's call it a night. Let's turn off the lights. 
um, and 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 I even talking to you guys right now about this is very strange because I haven't really articulated this publicly before. So um, that's difficult. It's difficult, and, and and hearing you guys actually is really encouraging to me because uh, maybe I need to reevaluate some different things and see where the value is. You know, maybe I need to re- think about the community, think about the people that uh, if my show that I liked and listened to was gone, I might feel like there was a little bit of a void in my community too. Uh, I just want to ask Tony, Tony, how long have you, how long has uh, this podcast been going on? Five years. Five years. Five years. Yeah, almost okay, to the how, day. So quick question. Um, how long has uh, Billy Graham been doing? <laughs> oh, he went oh there. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Uh, well, Billy just, Graham's dead, so um, right. So, how long is this? <laughs> that means you're just catching is up. Is his ministry right. done though? Yeah, and no, it's not. There. Who are you? All right. Who are you? Who <laughs> invited this guy to speak prophetic words into my life? <laughs> Where Shut up, Nathan. Nobody cares about basis. your stupid story yeah. about the sheep. Nobody cares. See, I'm over here like following Lim on all social media. I'm like muting the mic so I can type things in so I can look oh, at them later. Like, I'm like Lem, do you need a new friend on the internet? Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I need I need at least uh, five new friends. On I think we found at least. five. I think we've covered it now. But that's a solid word, man. And isn't it isn't it funny how we can know something's true, but without the accountability of brotherhood, we lose perspective. I think that's one of the the great things about listening to a podcast because it feels like you're having a conversation with people. Like how many times do you listen to a podcast and you're just nodding and you're agreeing and you're going, yeah, I mean, I get that. And I could have said that, but I needed to hear you say it. Mm. And, and that's I, maybe that that really is one of the great values of what it is that we do. You know, we play video games or we watch movies or we read comic books and we have these experiences. We have these feelings and we don't know what to do with them. It's just like, give me a greasy cheeseburger because I don't have another outlet that I, that I have for this. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's good to have someone just kind of hold your hand in the middle of it and say, yeah, we're feeling that, too. Let's let's think about the story that God's telling through this. When you see, you know, playing The Last of Us, when you see a, a sacrifice, a compromise that's made, somebody has to do something that they don't want to do and it costs a life to redeem a life, you know? Why is there, why does that make us, why does the ending of The Last of Us make us feel uncomfortable the way that it does? And let's compare it to why there's a story that God's telling in our life and what we're programmed to expect, what it is that's in our heart that we have a yearning for. And there's a great story, there's a great gospel to be brought out of that. Um, thank you. Thank you, Lim, honestly, for for being a, uh, well, candid enough. Yeah, don't don't thank me, because I, I heard I heard this uh, the other day. Uh, for those of us ha- that have kids, have you ever let your two-year-old help you sweep? Yeah. Okay, and how much, how, how, how good of a job do they do? I've let my 18-year-old help me sweep. <laughs> very much the same. Very similar. They, they, uh, they, they, they usually don't do, you know, such a, a great job. So what do you do? You, you sweep, right? And the job gets done. With our Heavenly Father, we're the two-year-old. He's going to make sure the job gets done. We just are there along for the ride. That's so, do the thing. That's um. I, that's I God Games and Geekery. Right you can download it wherever fun <laughs> podcasts are consumed. I'm like literally over here on their Twitter. Like, <laughs> this is like stuff like that. Like, 
the, oh, the real man. race is like who can DM him first to have him as a guest. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Already done it. That race. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm gonna be quiet. You talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a great encouragement. And and and, and let me just tell you, I've listened to all of your, your shows uh, for either a while or for, for two days, Lem. Uh, and, and I've found encouragement in what you guys do. And, and, and please, let me just encourage you. You're not in it alone. I love that we can come together. This nobody came to this this talk tonight. Nobody came to this uh, this league this evening with a grudging or necessity or an attitude of like, I've got a peacock, I've got to strut my stuff, I've got to walk in here acting like I'm something I'm not. Uh, I'm so grateful for the level of humility, vulnerability, and, and openness, honestness, uh, honesty, and directness that we can share with each other. Um, we really are here together doing this with the same mission, different voices, maybe. Maybe we talk games, maybe we talk tabletop, maybe we're talking comics, maybe like Scott, we're just talking our own particular neuroses and anxieties. <laughs> but the All mission is the same. How, how would you tell someone with your voice, through your platform, if they're trying to find truth and peace and hope, if they've tuned into this podcast and they don't know what it is that they're looking for. What would you What would you speak to them to encourage them today? Not to in reverse alphabetical order. Yeah, you just jump in whenever <laughs> as the Lord moves. You know what? Everybody just mute. Lem. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> I'm gonna mute that real quick. And <laughs> now, what what would you do if if somebody's trying to find Jesus today? And we we can talk about the winds. Uh, and I wanted to, I know that this show's kind of getting a little late and a little long in the tooth, but uh, people come from all over the place with with all manner of, of weight and burdens and, and heaviness and hurts. They're looking for hope. I mean, that's what the world needs right now is, is peace and, and hope and, and love. And we know that we find that perfected in the person of Jesus. How would you package that? for someone that shows up at the doorstep here looking for it. For me, it's particularly because we play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and it's kind of an awkward starting point for a lot of things. It's that I don't want people to be afraid to ask questions. Okay. And I think that that works when you're coming both into D&D as a Christian, from a Christian perspective or into Christianity from a just a general nerd perspective. I think people are afraid to ask questions because they're going to either be told they're wrong or they're just going to be shushed and you know don't think about that don't worry about it don't sure. whatever i think if you're trying to to start trying to find a starting point being willing to ask questions and not care what people think about you asking them is a big deal i think you have to be willing to because i i i have i'm 32 years old i've been a christian a long time i still have a lot of questions i have more questions now than i've probably ever had in my entire walk with god how long how long have you been a christian your entire life? The vast majority of it. I grew up at church and uh, sometime in elementary school. How, I have long, more question how, how long have all of you guys been, been believers, followers of Christ? Just just kind of go around. Cody? Junior year of high school. Okay. Cameron? I'm 20 now. How long then, Cody? I'm 28 now. Okay, so about, about 10 years, a little more. Yeah. Cameron? So I, I grew up in the church. I was baptized in, now I'm not remembering the 2013 we'll go okay. with <laughs> Len, how long have you been a believer um 
since I was five years old. Okay. Scotty? Um, and that puts it about 40 years. Okay. Scott? Yep. <laughs> five, five, five years old, so okay. puts it about 15 years because I'm really young. <laughs> as long as we don't put out photos. That's right. That's right. <laughs> fine, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've been saved since I was 13, so it's about 20, 27 years for me. 20, I don't know. I'm bad at math. Um, 25, something. Just, you guys carry the four. I told you, I should have paid more attention in math class. And I think that we're we're part of the institution of Christianity, and sometimes when we're when we're inside, we do a lot of shop talk, and we forget what it's like to come in from the outside. We take for granted that people kind of know our liturgy, people kind of know what we do, and um, and coming into church, coming into Christ culture from the outside for the first time, it, it's not a user friendly platform. Mm-mm, not even we, a little bit. We have not designed church culture to be like, like y'all come. <laughs> we think we do. But it's we like still <laughs> we still speak King James to everybody, you know. We still, you know, we're we're relevant, but in our own dialect. You, you think your greeters are really nice and friendly, but they're just a little too friendly, you know. A little too friendly. Like, it's like I'm uncomfortable. Like, why? Like I don't like I I don't want to shake that person's hand. Not just because of COVID, but just because like they got that look, they got that brown suit on from the '70s. I don't know if I want to be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're very nice, but to me. <laughs> Makes note to change suit. Yeah, we've, uh, we've to some extent. <laughs> you you can pull it off, Lev. You can pull it off. We've made ourselves not user friendly. Yeah. Um, to the vast majority of people. So how then do we communicate? And you know, for the rest of you guys, jump in on this. How then do we communicate the gospel to someone who is very comfortable with the MCU, or very comfortable with the with Xbox or PlayStation, or you know, very comfortable with Minecraft or, or Pokemon, but churches. Uh, I think it goes back to the we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons in the 80s and how uh, and like you haven't seen Harry Potter because it's it's very torn away and people were like burning Harry Potter books at one point. I feel so attacked so right now, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that I like that's not your fault, but that's kind of a product of that culture that we uh, had instilled in sure. us in the 80s and the early 90s. Um, Power Rangers were evil. Ninja Turtles were evil. The, wait, the Power God, Rangers were God evil? God help you if you watch The Simpsons, you were going straight to evil. hell. And so yeah. I don't think the church is very against that stuff anymore, as much as it was at least. Yeah. Um, I'm in Arkansas, and so it's here a little bit. Um, Come to California, man. Do but whatever I think, you want. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Arkansas, but I think stuff. that... Pass <laughs> the that, community uh, cup in the bong. That's what we do in Cali. <laughs> The geek culture, uh, the geeks of the world, they still think that the church sees it that way. Mm-hmm. And so there was a, a lot of reparation that needs to be uh, made in that mindset and letting geeks know that uh, they can be Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and that pop culture, they can't do whatever they want with it. Um, there needs to be like a bit of discernment there. Uh, and that's all through... You get to be a Christian first before you get fixed. You know? Sure. Mm. Um, yeah. And so I think that that's... That's the biggest thing is saying that, like, these things aren't evil. They just have some evil stuff in them. Um, it's not, like, that you can't watch these things. It's that you need to be aware of these things and use discernment. Um, I think it's the root of it. I think there's a culture shift that needs to happen. I think the church is really scared everyone away. Nerd culture does tend to lean towards a, a very dark atmosphere. And there's just a lot of stuff in anime. There's a lot of stuff in uh, fantasy, sci-fi that just it lends itself towards a, a dark proclivity. Uh, 
and I don't think that's necessary. I don't think that that is that that is always the case. But I think that people that see themselves exactly to your point, as I'm a fan of this kind of stuff, there's almost like an invisible line in the sand of, and and never the two shall meet. Correct. And I think part of that though, you see. Because on the flip side of that is that geekdom loves redemptive stories. Of course. Yeah, like that's absolutely. like, I mean, like that's like Tony's like Tony Stark's plot in the MCU is, yeah. is this is a 22 movie redemptive sure. arc. And, and that ends with him laying like, down his life for the salvation geez. of mankind. Yes. For, yes. He was on the <laughs> like, like this, guys. We should have seen it coming. Yeah, it doesn't get much more like it's not that difficult from there. Um, But like, I think that's part of it, too, is that the story like I I approach a lot of things to the idea of like telling stories and so many stories at their base, like since there's only so many like types of stories, like they have those meta narratives that we see. There's the, the there's that sacrifice. There's the hero. There's all of these character types and a lot of them, even in the more darker stories, still point to these ideas yeah. of redemption and salvation and sacrifice for others. And these themes, like, even if they're presented in a story that is definitely dark, like, they're still there. Yeah. Have you ever read the book right. um, Epic by John Eldridge? I have not. You, you must go to Amazon right now and purchase it. It's like $1.99. It's a quick read. Um, after your greasy cheeseburger, you can bang the whole thing out on the toilet in one one go. <laughs> but it's um it's it's fantastic, and he kind of talks about the common themes of you know the hero's journey and what we see in stories of love and loss and sacrifice and overcoming evil. And he uses references like the, the from the Matrix to Lord of the Rings to Chronicles of Narnia, and 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 as he draws them all together, he points out a very poignant gospel story. I heartily, I have probably given out 50, 60 copies of this book. Make it um, 61, man. You got my address. Boom. It's coming your way <laughs> right now. Oh, I, I really resonate with manga. I, I resonate with what? Epic by John Eldridge. Epic Eldridge. by John Eldridge, yeah. I really resonate with what you said, Cameron, just the idea of story, because kind of like the whole... Like I was sort of looking back after you know we we're talking about like I I went back and read some of my last few blog posts when I was closing up shop for a season and and I, I've never lost sight of this but the whole idea between behind the Christian nerd is to enter to you know discuss or look at the intersection between Christian faith and nerd culture and the recognition that God is telling His story through all of our favorite stories that God's already reaching out to us through all these stories that we like. And so in Luke 15, it's the it's the father running with arms open towards the prodigal son. But for those in nerd culture, it might be like we said, it, it might be Tony Stark with his arms spread wide on the Avengers Infinity War it's, poster. It's right? Zuko and Uncle Iroh. Come on. Mm. Yeah. And, and so it's just this idea, like, said, Cameron, like, like the reason these stories resonate with us is because there's this deep seated part in us that longs to be redeemed. That, that seeks redemption, that seeks to find wholeness. And, and I've thought a lot of, uh, I thought about it a lot in terms of Star Wars versus Star Trek. I, I like both of them, but Star Wars has become our cultural narrative while Star Trek is sort of this thing that's still, like it hasn't crossed over into mainstream nerd culture. It's still something you have to watch on CBS All Access. It's because Star Wars tells a redemptive story and Star Trek tells this, you know, uh, shoot, I lost the phrase uh secular wagon train to the stars so, yeah this the secular humanistic wagon train of the stars where god isn't present there's no need for redemption because humanity has already solved all its ills 
and that doesn't that. resonate with us because we don't see that. Like that. Yeah, the closest know. thing we have to God in Star Trek is Q. Yeah, like we're we're broken on the inside, so we know that Star Trek's reality isn't possible. But but the resolution of good over evil in Star Wars—that's something that can be achieved. That's something that has already been achieved at the foot of the cross with Jesus' death and His resurrection in the empty tomb. And so I think that's where I would try to engage with people. That's where I have tried to engage. Like, oh, maybe it is a Jesus juke, whatever. But like, (laughs) hey, like, you know, like my my heart sings when Gandalf shows up in the Two Towers. Come on, dude. I still get goosebumps when the Resistance flies in on Taco Donna in Episode 7. I still to this, like, I will hear the music, you know, Help Arrives from Infinity War when Cap shows up. Come on, like those things get me because that that's what Jesus does. He (laughs) he rides in on the third day and redeems us. And and so my heart sings of those things and, and, and people know their hearts are singing, but they don't know why. And that's where Jesus comes in. Like he's the fulfillment. He's the answer for why, why do I get goosebumps when Thor comes flying down on the Bifrost in Wakanda? Why do I get goosebumps there? Is it because Chris Hemsworth's hot? Maybe, but it's also because there's this. I'm not saying it's not. Because <laughs> yeah, of that. but it's because we've been we've been programmed, we've been created with this desire to be redeemed, and there's a redeemer running towards us with his arms wide open, saying, "I love you, my child. Come home." Yeah, rescue is coming, man. Yeah, Lem, you, know, you have the uh, last word, brother. Oh, good lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the thing that resonates with me is, and I, I, I hopefully I'm, I'm okay with this because. We got pastors here, and I want to make sure I do this right. Um, you have below-average pastors. You're fine. No, neither <laughs> of us are senior pastors. So, <laughs> like my mom um, said when I was a youth pastor, are you gonna be a real pastor someday? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trying, mom. Um, Corinthians, First Corinthians, uh, nine, twenty-two, and twenty-three. I'm sorry, uh, one Corinthians, Cameron. I'm sorry, <laughs> one Corinthians. One Corinthians. You don't want to confuse. Man, I grew up with first. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, to the weak, I became weak. To uh, to win the weak, I become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might have some. Bro, I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. Wow. Now, here I want to I want to do something else. Um, that was the NIV translation. I got to hook y'all up with my favorite translation of the Bible. It is uh, the Jesus book, which is the pigeon. Oh, yeah. Hawaiian pigeon. The Hawaiian pigeon. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So hey, let me hey, just that's, that my, that's my family, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, so you tell me if I got this. You, you, I, I, I figured with the Higa. <laughs> <laughs> also, all the spam um, in our cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so you, you hit me if I'm not pronouncing anything right. Uh, for the people that know stay strong inside, I make myself just like I know stay strong inside too. So I can bring them close to God for everybody. I come just like them. So no matter what, I go and keep some people to, for to get out of the bad kind of stuff they stay in. Now here's the thing. I stay doing all these things so everybody can trust the good kind of life from God. And all us guys can get all the good kind of things that God like give us. Now, here's the thing, guys. I said the same exact words. Well, not exact words, but the same exact <laughs> same heart. Yeah. Same message. How come I can't say, how, how come we as a church can't say Jesus loves you through Harry Potter? Yeah. How come we can't say 
Jesus loves you through, I'm going to say it, and it's hard for me to say it, but GTA 5. Hmm. I'm thinking heroes never die. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Overwatch. Um, <laughs> but, and that's, that's, that's the one thing that I, I'm trying to do. And it's and sometimes it comes directly from content and story in the game, and sometimes it comes from me taking uh, taking images in the GTA Online and putting a story to it. Mm. Hey, where'd you get that image? Well, I got that on GTA. You play GTA? Well, I do it because this is what God's put on my heart and how I'm going to spread the word. Yeah. And just because you said that was GTA, I know. That that's what you play. Let's talk about GTA, and let's also talk about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. I, I have a buddy from from college who is not a Christian. He runs uh, anime conventions all across the world. Uh, whether he, he he puts them on, on a, I mean, seriously, big mega conventions where people come in celebrating anime culture. And I'm not an anime guy necessarily. When I was a kid, we we watched anime. It was called Transformers. It was great, but <laughs> I, I I don't know from a Gundam. So um, he he called me up and he said, Hey, we're doing this convention. It's in Orlando. We're celebrating the 25th year of a show called Neon Genesis Evangelion. I okay. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I'm familiar with images of it, so it's giant robots kind of fighting each other or something. I don't know. I'm figure it's like Voltron. So I, I'll, you know, I said, "What? What do you want me to do?" And he said, "Well, you're a pastor, so what I'd like for you to do is watch this show. We're doing a convention where that's going to be the focus of the convention. We've got all the voice actors. It's uh, it's just going to be a big Evangelion deal." And uh, what we want to do is we want to put on a panel where we have religious leaders talking about some of the religious symbolism in the show. Okay, um, well, I'm, I'm a religious leader, I guess. So, um, sure. So he sent me over all the DVDs. I watched the entire series. I took all kinds of notes. Uh, I, it was not at all what I thought it was going to be. You want to talk about uh, expecting rescue and kind of, you know, the, the yep. predetermined heart that we have of just like, yeah, everything's going to work out great. And the hero's going to get in that Eva and he's going to save the day. And that is not what happens in Neon Genesis Evangelion. Not at all. Uh, Spoilers. And, yeah, spoiler. Well, no, it's, it's pretty obvious that your hero list. is not very heroic right from the start. And uh, so, so I watch this, and I just see all kinds of, uh, of spiritual context and imagery and references in it. So I get to the panel, and there is no panel. It is just me. And he's like, you got 90 minutes, go. And I'm like, fantastic. And for 90 minutes, I talked about Neon Genesis Evangelion to a full conference room uh, and, and just spun the whole thing into a gospel presentation. I thought I'm going to be stoned. Like people are going to throw tomatoes and cabbages at me and mm. um, it's just going to be a nightmare. And they didn't because I talked about the thing that they cared about first. I looked at the thing and respected the medium that they were invested in first. I didn't trash it. I didn't down it. I spent the time. I watched the episodes. I did my research. I was able to discuss it intelligently and, and with a lucidity that they valued. I put my thoughts forward, and they could not wait at the end of that conference, at the end of that, that panel, to come up to me and share their thoughts. And now I'm having a conversation with people that I never, ever would have had an interaction with, ever. 
because I met them where they were, I had instant credibility. Because I had credibility, the gospel that I was bringing had credibility. And they were able to hear more about Jesus at an anime convention than they ever would have heard in church in their lives. And the two things that happened that day that determined what the Nerd of God cast would become is there were believers that were there dressed up in armor with giant swords and spiky hair. And they came to me and they said, I had no idea that it was okay for me to be a Christian and like this stuff. I've always kept those two things so separate. And the other context was people who had nothing to do with God, nothing to do with Christ, nothing to do with religion that came to me and said, you've really changed my mind on the way Christians view us because I always thought that you guys would just look down on us for dressing up and for coming to something like this. And that's been the two things that have driven us this entire time, is empowering believers to let their light so shine while they're in that world and changing the perception of non-believers to see that Christ is for them right where they are. And I see this in, in your podcasts, I, I hear this in your hearts tonight, and I'm just so grateful for your ministries. If there's nothing else that we can do, if people have logged out of this thing an hour ago and just signed over to, to listen to Lem's podcast, <laughs> there's like six minutes. That's a lot easier to get That's through. a lot easier. <laughs> they have listened to all 18 of his episodes by now. <laughs> the, then, then let me just be an encouragement to you guys. And, and I, I'm, I'm doing it semi-selfishly because as I encourage you, by golly, if I'm not feeling encouraged myself, I mean, I, I just really am. So I am, I'm very, very grateful for you guys taking your time to be with us tonight. Uh, let your light shine because what you're doing is, it's very niche and not very many people are doing this. Pastors can get up and make sports references. They can get up and make political references. But very few are getting up and talking about Star Wars. Very few are getting up and making Back to the Future references. Very few are, are dropping lines, you know, from The Legend of Zelda. There is a need for it because the culture is there. That's where they live. And the church is hanging on by a thread when it comes to relevance in our culture today. What mm. you guys do makes a huge difference. So please be encouraged and, and be blessed in everything that you do. I, I, I hope that you guys receive that with the heart that I share it with. Hey, uh, quick question though. Sure. Uh, when is uh, NOGCon? <laughs> well, let's, we'll compare calendars as soon as we go off the air. We'll see when you guys can get down here. Uh, everybody wants to come to Orlando, man. So uh, Yeah, I, my wife would be all over. <laughs> Rock and roll. Scott, Scott saying no. I, 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 I've not spent four and a half months inside my house to go to Florida right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just let us just pray for whoever's playing Jumanji to go ahead and finish up the game so we can all get back. Cameron needs to go outside. <laughs> yes, I yes, need to talk yes, to somebody. Cameron, <laughs> you can at me I still can't day, believe baby. you met your wife on your podcast. Like, I did not know that. Man, that's, that's incredible. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, you know, you got to you gotta go with what you got. Uh, play the hand that is dealt to you. Let's talk about you guys real quick. What are you guys promoting right now? Cody, uh, Geeks Under Grace, you guys, I heard on your, I think it was your latest podcast, you guys are doing a big pledge drive coming up. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah. So I know pledge drive, that word is like, oh, no, it's going to be terrible. I get uh, it, Christian Radio go Station. Check them out for the next days. <laughs> yeah, uh, our pleasure is really fun. Actually, it's not on the podcast itself. It's actually on our Twitch channel. We're gonna be playing video games for 48 hours straight, starting August 28th, 
at mm. five o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we will be tired. We will probably <laughs> eat spicy foods. Um, it's always a ton of fun. Um, and then the GoFundMe for that is uh, live right now. So uh, you can you can go check that yeah, out. We'll link to if it. If you like that, money's going to a new website because the website's a little slow. And, and they can uh, find dated. that link on your old slow website, right? That's geeksundergrace.com? Yes, geeksundergrace.com. Very cool. Uh, Ryan, you got a, a new campaign that's going to be coming up, right? Yes, we are moving into campaign number three. I am giving up the DM screen for oh, wow. basically the first time in show history for more than an episode, which will be a whole thing I'm not entirely ready to do yet. But hey, that's next Wednesday, so we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> one one of my players. Time to go through your existential. Crisis yeah, it'll be now. fine. I've got seven days. <laughs> I found out today. Just let go and let God, my brother. Let it'll go be, and let it'll, God. It'll, amen. Who, who's, who's DMing? Uh, so uh, Grant from the Saving the Game podcast, who is one of our regular players, cool. is going to take over the DM screen, and uh, I'm going to play, which I have done literally two times in show history, I think. So you're going to be yeah. a tiefling um, warlock, right? That's a thing I'm absolutely <laughs> not doing, because um, neither of those things are in our game. But uh, it's it's going to be a new thing for us, but I'm excited for it. Get something a little different for the audience. I get yeah. to play characters and not have to worry about 97 enemies per combat it'll be good nice. i'm excited about it and you mentioned you know you mentioned grant and and obviously there's there's six of us here but we do not represent the whole of the christian nerd podcast world there's so it's real many big more that uh you know if we ever do this again hopefully we can we can bring some other faces on there i mean inroads and um i mean even even podcasts that are not necessarily gospel based in nature but still have really good christians who represent uh their the their faith uh, in real life, we, we'd love to connect. So, and if if you can get a hold of Mike Perna, if you can nail that man down for forty five minutes, do so. Okay. Uh, from from inroads, if you can get a hold of yeah. Mike, get a hold of Mike. He he would love it, and I think you would love to have him. Fantastic. I'm gonna uh, go Len? next. I have to put my daughter to bed. Oh, so, Scotty, what are you promoting? Uh, nothing. Go okay. to thechristiannerd.com. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Scott Higa. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Tony, for putting this together. It was very nice spending. Uh, I've met Ryan. And I was on a Twitch channel with Cameron before. But uh, Cody, Lem, very nice meeting you guys. Uh, I'm going to go nice, read some books and listen to some Descendants music for bedtime. <laughs> good night, yeah. Scott. Night. Have a good night, one, Scott. Nice, good night, Internet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lem, tell us what um, you're pushing. Yeah, now, life promotions. You guys uh, yes. do all kinds of stuff beyond the podcast. Oh, yeah, what, absolutely. What are you but, pushing, and you can. You can find out more about that on our new venture on Twitch. We are twitch.tv slash life promotions. We play video games uh, and talk Jesus. Or as I like to say, we headshot noobs and talk about Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so um, if you're not I, headshotting noobs, what are you what, why are we even here? What's this all been about? <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, any of you, I want to invite you guys to... Uh, check us out Tuesdays and Thursdays for summer hours. We're doing 7 to 10 p.m. Central Time. And we just hit affiliate. So if you've got a Amazon Prime uh, account you're not using for your Twitch Prime, I know a channel. <laughs> what, what are y'all playing? What are y'all playing right now? Uh, Tuesdays we play Overwatch. Okay. And Thursdays we play Minecraft. Who's your go-to character in Overwatch? Right now, it's uh, it's Wrecking Ball. Nice. Ooh. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I uh, love me some Wrecking Ball. I, I still <laughs> I still default to Diva, but uh, you know that's just me. Ash. Can I ask real quick what plat platforms you guys are on? PS4. PC. PlayStation. Okay, so we got a PC from Ryan. 
PlayStation Tony's 4. Tony's a PS4. Yeah. Tony, I expect you to join us on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who said? Who else said PS4? I did. Cameron. 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 Same. Hey, if you want to send me a copy of Overwatch, yo, <laughs> I was gonna play Apex. Yo, when it hits twenty bucks, I'm buying you a uh, PlayStation card. Nice. Okay. Can nice. I convince you to play Same. Valorant? You, you... What? Can I convince you to play Valorant? I have not heard of this. It's game. like what Overwatch and CS:GO together. Valor who? Va- Valorant. <laughs> I don't think he's getting it. I'm not. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot to me. It's nah, fun. man. <laughs> I'm, 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 I, I, uh, Ryan also wants you to play Pokemon life. Go with him. I do. Right now. Okay, I do Ryan, want you to do I, that. I will Pokemon Go. Okay. Right. I can live with that. We'll take that. Or as, as my friends call it, Pokemon Go. <laughs> Cameron, what's going on in your neck of the woods? So... We recently launched Twitch. This past Monday was our first official stream of Gosh, that. Am I, am I so behind on the Twitch thing? Like, what in the world, man? We're streaming on Twitch yeah. tomorrow night on our side, too. So, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm like the last I will be there. Betamax here. I'm like, no way, guys. Yeah. I'm not yeah, turning. Man, what's the Twitch channel? So, that's twitch.tv slash onegeek411. Not one ST geek. Yeah, the, correct. The ST yeah, stands like... for Shanine Thompson, I believe, right? It does yes. now, yes. And so, that is... Yes, that's also a great thing. We just added two new hosts. Um, they're both going to be on um, twice a month. And so um, so one's Shanine, who's from The Hoot and the How. The Hoot and How. I always add the extra V. Um, which is a great blog that people should go great check out. And the other blog. is Emma. Yes. The other is Emma, who is a um, good friend of my co-host. And she's guested on the podcast several times yeah. before. And so we just added them both. Um, and... Um, yeah, we're going to launch this Twitch, and then we also have a Discord. Um, I will remember to send Tony a link to that after this, Please. so it can be in the show notes because I forgot to do that <laughs> earlier. <laughs> so that's my bad. Very and then wherever you find podcasts, we should be on everywhere. Nice. Uh, and then I'll need one of you guys also to send me instructions on how to make show notes. I'm not a. Not a- <laughs> <laughs> so what you do is you just title the name of the show. Check out first. Geek that's what it is. Okay. All right. That's, that's, that's the episode that's, name. Yeah. Yeah. Type the link right to it. That's all. Right. <laughs> yes. Easy enough. Easy enough. Well, we are so grateful. Uh, for you guys stopping by thank you so much time is is one of the greatest resources we have and uh, you guys have invested it uh, in the kingdom and tonight you've invested it here so i'm super appreciative Uh, i give my full endorsement for you guys to like share subscribe follow leave ratings tag them uh you know hashtag uh cody and cameron and let us know (laughs) uh, all the things uh we're we're thankful for your time tonight guys uh from all of us here at the nerd of godcast uh please uh, follow us online as well at nerd of godcast across all the social medias uh, or join our nerd of god squad group on facebook we would love to keep this conversation going and um and meet you where you're at let's talk about the things that encourage you inspire you and get you motivated to geek out and give glory to god from all of us here in the the league of nerd christian podcaster guys um and to all of you out there we love you very much we bless you until next time we ain't gotta go home but we can't stay here Paul Weep, Cron, and Weep, Nitty Bun. Paul Weep, Cron, I hate Steven's not here. I had to do it. (laughs)